So it's going to be a tough – it was going to be tough for Mac Jones in that offense anyway, but with Calvin Anderson in there, it's going to be even tougher. And it's going to have to be one of those games where Mac Jones is – he's going to have to get rid of the football really fast and be on his toes or, man, he's going to be doing snow angels in the in the ground <laughs> um, come Sunday against an Eagles defense that's very ferocious, one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. It's going to be tough. Welcome to the show, Ryan O'Leary here, and I'm excited to be back for season four now of the Patriots Wire podcast, and it's actually the second straight year that I'll be joined by my good buddy, Jordy McElroy of the USA Today Network. Jordy, great to have you back on here for another season of Patriots football, man. I'm really looking forward to this. Man, I'm glad to be back. This is this is exciting, man. Um, it just it feels like it's been forever since I've talked to you. How have you been? Oh man, life's life's been wild. I'm actually uh, I lived in New Hampshire, so in that New England area, about about an hour from Boston on the seacoast of New Hampshire for most of my life, especially after college. And I now live in Minnesota, <laughs> so my, my we have we have moved randomly to Minnesota. We kept talking, Jordy. You know, we wanted to get a bigger house. We have a two year old, uh, me and my wife, and we wanted to get south. We figured that would be a good thing, get a little bit warmer weather. Uh, somehow we ended up moving further north. So I don't, I don't know how that happened. Actually, I do. My wife got a big promotion. Uh, so we're out here in Minneapolis, man, randomly. So uh, I'm on that central time zone with you now, right? You are, man. And you know what? I, I, guess, I guess the wife getting a promotion, that's, that actually makes sense because at first I was getting ready to ask you, you must really love the code <laughs> exactly. to go from where you were well, to Minnesota. Well, that's what's funny because I get so much crap from family and friends about moving to Minnesota. They're like, oh, you know, you're going to freeze. Good luck out there. You know, that's what you keep getting. Uh, we got here this past weekend, Labor Day weekend, 100 degrees, 300 degree Ooh. days in a row. It was this like crazy heat wave in Minnesota. Uh, we were dying. We couldn't even go outside. Like you're running from the car to the grocery store. You know, it's so hot. Uh, so I got a kick out of that. Of course, today we're recording on literally the Wednesday before the NFL kicks off week one on Thursday night. Uh, and it's now in the 60s. So uh, it's now more of a normal fall weather here. Uh, but yeah, we had 100 degree weather over the weekend. So I I kind of got a, a kick out of that. Um, so good thing the Patriots have given us plenty to talk about, Jordy. I know. Have you have they kept you busy or what? Belichick, he's been, you know, the man of mystery as usual. Oh, yeah, there's been a ton to talk about. You know, even though the regular season ends, the work really does it in. It's a, it's a year round thing. And Obviously, I appreciate all of our listeners and the and the readers for you know you know keeping this thing going and and keeping up with all the Patriots news coming out. Obviously, the Patriots had a great draft. I feel like um, I know me and you talked a little while ago about some potential positions that maybe they should have upgraded at a little bit better. But you know, it's a a lot's happened. And it's going to be an interesting season, and we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, those positions were wide receiver. Uh, remember, you were. Uh... You you wanted flowers, flowers. You you wanted flowers. to get yeah Zay Flowers right. That was your guy. Uh, we wanted wide receiver. We wanted tackle. Those are the two big positions. And and the Patriots really didn't do much. I mean they did they I guess they addressed wide receiver. And uh, we can talk about Demario Douglas and Kayshawn Booty making the uh, the fifty three man roster. Jordy, I definitely want to get your take on that. But there's a lot of big topics we're going to hit on before we dive into this game against the Eagles here in Week One, which we'll do here coming up as well. Ezekiel Elliott joining the team. I want to talk about that. I definitely want to talk about the Bailey Zappi, Matt Corral situation. I think is really interesting. But let's start. Let's let's just start with the offensive line, the state of the offensive line. Jordy, just get this out of the way. I mean, as you wrote on Patriots Wire, they went with quantity over quality. Uh, that's never a good start when that's like kind of the headline. 
They have 11 offensive linemen on the roster. Uh, so, as you wrote, 20% of the Patriots' entire roster is comprised of offensive linemen. I think the big problem is most of them kind of suck or, or are unproven. And there's just no plan at right tackle, right? And we were kind of scratching our heads when the Patriots kept drafting guards in the draft uh, back in April. They kept drafting guards and no tackles. And we were like, man, okay, so I guess Riley Reef is really the, the solution at right tackle. Well, he ends up on, on the IR along with Connor McDermott. And I honestly, I have no idea who the starting right tackle is now, uh, Jordy, right? They just activated Calvin Anderson. He hasn't really been around this offseason, right? He's been on this like non, it's non-football illness injury list. He just got activated, so maybe it's his job. They had a couple signings recently. We're, we're just throwing darts against the board trying to figure out who's going to start at right tackle. Not a great way to start, especially when you're going up against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, who, who we're going to be talking about their pass rush here coming up. It's just... How do we get here? You know what I mean? With, with the state of the offensive line, the state of right tackle specifically. How the hell did we get here? So, I mean, they could have they could have drafted an, an offensive tackle, you know. I, and I think me and you, we went back and forth about potentially the Patriots going after Broderick Jones um, in the in the draft the previous year or this this previous draft. And obviously you have Christian Gonzalez sitting there. So the Patriots, they had to get Christian Gonzalez. And then Keon White's another guy in the second round that fell a little bit. So he was there. And then they obviously liked Marta Mapu. So it's one of those situations where they, yeah, they could have drafted a, a tackle, but I can understand kind of how the draft fell, how, how they ended up in this situation. The problem with tackle, Ryan, is just there's just not enough of them, man. And especially this late in the season, this, or this late in the year or whatever. It's just – it's too hard to find those players. You can go out and get an Ezekiel Elliott. You know, people talk about the running back position. Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, those guys are still out there. You can't go out and get a top-end uh, right tackle, left tackle, just any tackle. So you're going to see the Patriots go after some of these guys like like they did go after. Darian Lowe, obviously, from, from Minnesota. Then you're bringing in, Ty, you bring in Tyron Wheatley Jr. from, from Cleveland. And kind of like I – like I said in that article, it's just it's almost a sense of the Patriots are just kind of throwing darts at the board and seeing what sticks. Now, if we're going if we're going to sit here and try to predict who's going to play right tackle across from Trent Brown, who's the left tackle right now, obviously you're going with the veteran Calvin Anderson. He's the guy that's going to get in there and he's going to be the starter, I believe, on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> and obviously, I can understand how that might make you a little bit uneasy because. He hasn't been there through the preseason, through training camp. He's been out. So this is a guy that they're they're going to plug in here and just kind of hope it works. So it's going to be a tough – it was going to be tough for Mac Jones in that offense anyway. But with Calvin Anderson in there, it's going to be even tougher. And it's going to have to be one of those games where Mac Jones is – he's going to have to get rid of the football really fast and be on his toes or – Man, he's going to be doing snow angels in the in the ground um, come Sunday against an Eagles defense that's very ferocious, one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. And, and so Calvin Anderson, I mean, I don't want to crap all over the player. I, I just – what adds to the worry, Jordy, going off of what you just said is, again, he was on this – it was a non-football – illness injury situation we don't know what the illness was but we know he was sick right like he was so like is his body in football shape you know like he hasn't 
has he been able to work out the way that he's used to? Like, I think he his body's probably not the same as what it was uh, before he was on that list, right? So that's just another thing that worries the crap out of me. You know, it's just like <laughs> punting right tackle, bold move, but the Patriots managed to do it, and it it I think it's got all of us Patriots fans concerned. But I think you made a great point. Like Keon White, that looks like a really good pick, right? That guy looked like a, a, a kind of a badass in the preseason. So like Christian Gonzalez was kind of an obvious pick. He kind of fell right into your lap. Keon White looks like a stud. And then maybe the right tackles are kind of getting thin when you get to the third round a little bit there. So I I, I guess I understand how we got here, Jordy. It's just like, man, maybe free agency. We we should have done more than Riley Reef at right tackle. Yeah. I think we're we're feeling it now. And my 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 biggest fear is if one of the starters gets hurt, right? Because then you start to look at that depth and the people that watched anyone that watched the preseason, the Patriots, their offensive line was a mess in the preseason. It was so bad, in fact, that, it, that Mac Jones was reportedly held out of the preseason finale because of the punishment he took against the Green Bay Packers. So you start to worry if, if Trent Brown went down with an injury, that's a big, big problem on the offensive front. So I'm more concerned about can they stay healthy? You know, if, if they get all these guys back in there, it, we're hoping Mike and Winnie's back at guard. Obviously, Cole Strange, these guys are coming off of injuries as well. Um, I kind of I, I kind of have a little bit more faith, although there's a little concern there with Calvin Anderson. But if one of those guys get hurt, gets hurt, that's a big, big problem. Yep, for sure. There's not much behind um, any of these position groups <laughs> that you feel really good about. Mike on one, you might have to play uh, tackle at some point this year. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. Uh, so, yeah, Mac Jones, he's going to have his work cut out for him, and he's got to stay healthy too, Jordy, because we really we have a lot of question marks at backup quarterback as well, right? Is it Bailey Zappi from the practice squad? Is it Matt Corral, who the Patriots just picked up? I mean, this is one of the big stories that uh, I think – Patriots fans have been kind of scratching their heads about this whole thing with Bailey Zappi. Now, I understand he had a crappy camp. He ends up getting cut, clears waivers. He ends up back on the practice squad. Okay, get it. Uh, But it's just, like, amazing the trajectory of this player, right? Because if you go back to last season in that primetime game against the Bears in the first half, when Mac Jones kind of came back too soon from the ankle, remember, Jordy, had a bad interception. The crowd is just booming. Zappi, Zappi. Zappy comes in, immediately leads these two touchdown drives, and it's like, holy crap. I mean, I remember the goosebumps I had on the couch watching that game. I'm like, it, it might be Zappy time. Like, he might, he might have just won the job. And it's wild where we went from halftime of that game to now, right? Second <laughs> half of that game, Zappy has a kind of a crappy second half. The Patriots lose that game going away. Mac Jones comes back, and then Zappy ends up getting cut in training camp the following year. I mean, from that point to where we are now, isn't that kind of ridiculous? It's wild how that flipped on a dime. From zappy mania to, to coral mania. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, look, Bill Belichick, he's always he's always do some type of surprise. And and I mentioned that in several articles to just kind of watch out for it. This is around this time of the year, Bill Belichick usually makes some sort of a move that just kind of has everyone scratching their head and they're like, like. Yeah, what's going on here? This is it. But even even me, I was surprised by this. I didn't I did not expect Bailey Zappi to get cut, uh, and 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 for them to go out and sign and for them to go out and claim a Matt Corral on on waivers. There, it's just it's one of those things where you just you're trying to understand it. And and I guess from the sounds of it, Zappi performed really well in that Matt Patricia office, which 
ended up being pretty bad as we all came to learn. And, and, And to your point, people were talking about Zappi maybe surpassing Mac Jones as the starting quarterback. Now I never went that far into, into believing that I've always thought Mac Jones was the more talented player and, Obviously, when you get a real offensive coordinator and they're just calling real offensive plays, uh, the, the cream rises to the top, as they say. And Mac Jones is once again the the starter for the team, unquestioned. Even Bill Belichick giving Jones some some credit for his improvements in the offseason and everything. But this situation is very confusing. I'm not sure if the Patriots are we're going in into this thing really thinking Matt Corral is the number two option, or if they planned on bumping Bailey Zappi up from the practice squad and he's really the number two option. I will say this though, Matt Corral is the he's the more versatile option. He can do more, and he's actually the more intriguing option for the fact that he didn't he did not play last season, right? And he's a third round draft pick. So, in a sense, we really don't know what what he's about. Now, obviously, the Carolina Panthers, they drafted him with hopes that maybe he could be their guy. Then he goes down with an injury, and they get the first round. Then they get the the number one overall pick. Of course, they're going to get Bryce Young. So, they give up on Matt Corral, and here we are. The Patriots have him now, and it'll be interesting to kind of see what he can do in the Patriots system. He's a guy that can – you know he he can he can make some throws he can he can make some big throws and obviously he can make plays on the move too so he kind of fits that new age mode of quarterback there that'll be interesting to kind of see what the Patriots do but it's a little too early for all this right you're getting ready to play against one of the one of the best pass rushing teams in the league against the Eagles and you're having a guy that's just coming in and doesn't really know your system that well so I expect. At some point, I would think Bailey Zappi would get bumped to number two, at least for this game. I just – I don't know. It just feels way too soon if Mac Jones went down with an injury for Matt Corral to step in there and make something happen. But this is Bill Belichick we're talking about, and, man, you just – you never know. Yeah, this is all – this is part of the plan. This is God's plan right here with Matt Corral. But I I, <laughs> I think – so when you when you post a question, why Matt Corral? Like, why is he here? Why why is he, you know, kind of supplanting Zappi, who's been around for a couple of years and actually showed out pretty well when he had a chance to play last year? I think it's probably because of the size thing, right? Like, when you look at Zappi and, and Malik Cunningham, they were t- teeny tiny quarterbacks, right? Even with the explosiveness of Malik Cunningham, they're just small. And Matt Corral, he's – Bigger guy, right? Jordy, I think he's listed at 6'2". Uh, so he's big. He can move. Uh, I get it. I, I, I understand why he's a, a better prospect. He was drafted higher than Zappi. I, I kind of get it. it may, is it as simple as that, just the size of the quarterback? Maybe a little bit worried about Bailey Zappi's size and arm strength? Yeah, and, and then, well, and also, too, you just you have to think of – we were just talking about the offensive line issues, right? I mean, the offensive line has struggled. And the Patriots, and, and this even speaks to Mac Jones as well, the Patriots have not typically been good when the offensive line has been bad. Where you look at some of these other teams around the league, like a Patrick Mahomes or, or, or you know, or, or, or Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson, some of these guys that can make plays even when the offensive line is struggling. They're not statues in the pocket. And that's not saying Mac Jones can't scramble for a few yards or Bailey Zappi can't do the same, but it's just – it's just having that playmaker under center that can make plays unscripted when things break down around them. It's 
sort of what the Patriots saw against the Tennessee Titans in the finale. Malik Willis had a great game against New England because he was able to kind of scramble outside of the pocket and make plays happen. And I feel like Matt Corral could be one of those guys for the Patriots. You know, we saw how excited everybody was with a little bit that we got to see from Malik Cunningham at quarterback and not necessarily saying Matt Corral is, you know, as explosive as a Malik Cunningham, but the, the guy's the guy's for real on his feet. You know, he can make some plays. So I think that should also be taken into consideration as well. Well, I gotta I gotta imagine that Mac is uh is thrilled that he won't have to listen to Zappy chance this year. <laughs> you know, that, that's <laughs> he's probably the happiest guy in the room. Uh, but got to stay healthy, Mac, because wow, uh, no idea what's coming if if he gets hurt, um, maybe hurts an ankle again or whatever. But so we mentioned uh, we mentioned right tackle, wide receiver was another big topic going into the off season. Uh, now the Patriots might have found some some pretty good players in the sixth round, especially this Demario Douglas. Sounds like he's a player. Uh, looked really good out there when we saw him and some limited time out there, right, Jordy? I mean, he he was banged up as well. Kayshawn Booty made the team, so so that's a good sign as well. What do you think about the wide receiver room, though? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, we haven't seen a ton of him. I, I've, from what I've read, it, it doesn't sound like he's moving around like like the most spry receiver in the world. You know what I mean? Maybe showing some some effects of last season where played all the way through the Super Bowl, took some hits. Uh, what do you think about the wide receiver room with uh, Demario Douglas and, and Kayshawn Booty both making the team? So before I get into those two, I, I still think the Patriots could have I would have still liked to seen them go out and get a DeAndre Hopkins or somebody like that. And Same. I know I'm beating a dead horse right now. I was, th- I was thinking about you when he went to the Titans. I was. <sighs> and I mean, he was right there for the taking. He, the Patriots, they just passed on him. And and I don't, I will never understand that decision, especially with Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, you know, he, he he's playing on a bum knee right now. So we'll kind of see if that can hold up and see how he holds up throughout the, throughout the season. And obviously, De- Devontae Parker – I mean, man, he's he's talented when he's out there, but he's obviously a guy that's dealt with a lot of injury issues um, throughout his history as well. So you're not you're not quite sure there. I expect Kendrick Bourne to be much better. He looked at in the preseason game that he was able to get some reps in against Green Bay there. So I expect him to be way better and maybe show some of the show show some of that talent that we saw when Josh McDaniels was calling the plays, but. Other than that, I still feel like the Patriots would be better off with that proven elite playmaker on the outside to kind of open things up a little bit. But Belichick obviously doesn't want to go in that direction. With that said, I'm very excited about the six-round six round draft pick rookies, Kayshawn Booty and, Demar- and Demario Douglas, especially Douglas. I'm, I'm really high on this guy. Just kind of seeing the way that he's able to create separation and move around. And look, I'm not making any type of comparisons because – I, I mean, don't, please don't come for me when I say this. Don't come for me, and don't take, <laughs> don't take it, don't take it to heart or I'll, too seriously I'll when protect, I say this. I'll protect you, Jordy. Don't worry. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. I there's there's a little bit of, and I'm talking on the football side of things, not say, off the field. You're gonna say Tyreek Hill, not off the field. <laughs> Not Tyreek Hill. There, there's a little of Antonio Brown, a little bit with okay. the way Demar, Demario Douglas moves around. There really is, you know, very shifty guy, very great footwork. You know, he's just confident for a young guy, and you know, he's he's a guy that that's coming in, that's coming in late. You know, he was drafted late, sort of like Antonio Brown. You know, he's he, he's a guy that wasn't given the keys to the castle right off the bat. He's just he's making plays and making something of of himself. 
You know, he's he's out there making players look silly. There's one route in particular during the preseason, and I know people are going to say it's just Miles Bryant, but it is what it is. Miles Bryant's had a great preseason. So we're, we need to put some respect on Miles Bryant's name. But there's a play we'll where Demario Douglas, he basically turns Miles Bryant completely around on the route, on a one-on-one route. And it's just it, – it's plays like that. It just kind of shows – the, the shiftiness of this guy and what he's capable of doing. Also love the confidence. Coming into this Eagles game, he said, you know, he wants to he wa- he wa- he wants to really make a statement in his first NFL game. So it's going to be interesting actually seeing him out there on the field. We haven't we didn't get a chance to see much of it. You know, we got to see him make, make a couple of catches in the preseason, but to actually see him in the mix and see how he fits in. No Taekwon Thornton, right? Who Taekwon was thrown on – he's on injured reserve right now. So this is a chance for a guy like a DeMario Douglas to potentially step up and make some plays. And we're talking about Kayshawn Booty as well, another guy that kind of came on late making plays, you know, throughout training camp in the preseason. So those two guys, it, it, it'll be interesting seeing what they do for as much – for as much – for as much stress as we've given Bill Belichick for being bad at drafting receivers, who would have thought that he'd go out there and throw throw two Hail Marys in the sixth round and land these two guys? So it could end up being a really good thing. Yeah, I, I trust I trust Bill picking in the in the sixth round and the first round anyway, Jordy. You know what I mean? When, when it comes to receiver. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm excited about Demario Douglas. Uh, when you read stuff from guys that are at practice every day, they, they're really excited about this player, expecting big things from him. I scooped him up in my. Uh, I have this like deep dynasty league I'm in, and he was on the waivers. Uh, I scooped him up, so hoping for big Smart things from. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for some big things from Demario Douglas. So we mentioned uh, earlier Ezekiel Elliott. He's a Patriot. I'm excited to get Jordy's take on Zeke and what that means for how the Patriots might deploy their backs with the Ramadre Stevenson. We were really expecting, I think, Stevenson to be kind of the bell cow coming in. How does that change with Zeke? We'll we'll get uh, Jordy's take on that coming up next. But first, let's get some advice from TheHuddle.com. Welcome to the 2023 NFL season. I'm Corey Bonini of TheHuddle.com, here to bring you strong plays for week number one. Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff at Kansas City. The Chiefs appear to be without pass-rushing defensive tackle Chris Jones and his 15.5 sacks from 2022, while Goff is likely to be without his starting center. Casey's offense could be slowed if Travis Kelsey has to sit, but there's still a chance this becomes a shootout. Be careful, though, since Goff was much better at home than on the road a year ago. Consider him a low-end QB1 in the season opener. Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson Jr. versus the Arizona Cardinals. Returning as the unquestioned starter on early downs, Robinson should be in for a treat in a favorable matchup to open the season. His usage at the goal line gives him touchdown upside, and Washington should lean heavily on the run with quarterback Sam Howell taking over. We should see a small receiving uptick for Robinson, but he should do enough on the ground as a fringe RB2 option against a defense that allowed 22 running back touchdowns a year ago and didn't clearly improve this offseason. Wide receiver Michael Thomas, New Orleans Saints at Tennessee Titans. If Thomas really is ready to return to any semblance of his past glory, it should come this week versus a Tennessee group that is among the top candidates to be the weakest pass defense in fantasy football. A year ago, this was the best matchup for PPR wide receivers, and New Orleans should test the secondary early and often. The Saints may have trouble running, which portends to more passing volume. Thomas's floor is a 10-point PPR projection, and he has borderline wide receiver one upside. Tight end David Njoku, Cleveland Browns versus Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati gave up serious numbers in terms of volume in 2022, but only three of 89 catches by the position were worth six points. With Deshaun Watson under center in the Week 14 meeting, he found 
Pound and Joku seven times for 59 yards and a score, since he has two new starting safeties in Daxon Hill and Nick Scott, both relatively inexperienced. For that alone, we like Njoku's chances of posting another robust fantasy line. For more award-winning fantasy football tips, news, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. All right, we're back in, uh, as I mentioned right before the break there, Jordy, the Patriots added Ezekiel Elliott. Just first, give me your, your thoughts on that. You know, big name, probably on the back nine of his career, obviously, Zeke. You know, he got cut, by, cut loose by the Cowboys. He was a free agent for a while. Uh, the Patriots go and scoop him up. Uh, how you feeling about that? You know what, Ryan? I can't help but just think of how amazing this offseason would have been if the Patriots got D-Hop and Ezekiel Elliott. Like, right, just right. imagine the buzz. It would have been crazy. Yeah, for sure. But but when it comes to Zeke, I honestly I think I think this was their best this was their best pickup. I know a lot of people wanted Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's some he's an amazing player, by the way. But I just feel like Zeke fits the mold of kind of what the Patriots needed behind Ramondre Stevenson. He's that other he's that other you know that, that other hammer that they can have in the backfield when he's needed. You know, we don't need to we don't need to see Ramondre Stevenson carrying the ball 210 plus plus times in a season because they will wear him down this year, especially if they can't get the if they can't get the passing game going, which which you hope they're able to with Bill O'Brien there. And they shouldn't they should make improvements there. But a guy like a Zeke, it's a great pickup. You know, he can he can be the hammer when he needs to be. He can make he can make he can make catches as well. He's not a he's not a one trick pony. He's a versatile running back that can make plays. So I think Ramondre and Zeke together would be two of the uh, arguably that's two of the best that's the best running back tandem in the entire league. So it'd be interesting seeing those two go to work. I also expect Tom Montgomery to get into the mix at some point as well. He's a guy no one's talking about, and he's had he's had back to back great great training camps, but unfortunately they've been ruined because he's gotten hurt. In those in those things, and obviously he's healthy now. He's on the practice squad, so I expect him to get in there as well and be a player that that Bill O'Brien can lean on for some mismatches against opposing defenses. Yeah, Ty Montgomery, we we never talk about him because his ass is never on the field, right, Jordy? So let's get him out there. Uh, but I love uh, I love how you put that with Zeke. He is a hammer. I mean, that's that's the first thing I thought of when they added Zeke. Never mind the fact that it's a it's a name. And it's kind of fun. I just think it's kind of a fun pickup for the Patriots. It doesn't really cost that much. It's a running back, whatever. Uh, and that you say what you will about Zeke. Maybe he is not as fast as he was when he was kind of dominating the league back in the day. I agree with you. He can catch the football. Uh, the thing with Zeke is he is going to put his shoulder down and bowl you over. That's how Zeke is playing. That's how he played as early as last year with the Cowboys. He is going to finish runs, and he is going to finish runs physically, and I think that's what was appealing to the Patriots, right? Uh, he definitely not as flashy as he once was, probably not as elusive, but boy, not fun to tackle Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> these days. He is a—he's I mean, kind of a—he's a moose. Eight hundred, eight hundred seventy-six um, rushing yards and twelve touchdowns last season. I mean, Zeke's still a hammer. People act like he's hammer. just completely falling off a cliff. He's still a very, very, very productive running back. Yeah. Hammer, hammer, and especially when and he can leak out in the flat and catch the football. You're totally right about that, Jordy. And then who's going to come up on him? A defensive back when he's out in the flat like that? Like he's gonna he's gonna run you over. He's a beast. So yeah, I think yeah. Zeke Z can definitely help the team. Really good compliment to Ramadre Stevenson, who also can catch the ball himself. Had a great year catching the football last year, mostly because Mac Jones was running for his life and dumping the ball off. But um, <laughs> anyway. 
I'm I'm excited for Zeke, but now as we get into this ball game against the Eagles here, uh, and it, this is about to turn really negative for me anyway, as we start to talk about this game and how we feel it might go, Jordy. But how do you think uh, the the Patriots deploy their running backs in this ball game? Do you think it's uh, even timeshare? Do you think it's Ramadre's one A and and Zeke is one B? Zeke's the third down short yardage guy. Like, what are you picturing here? I expect Ramondre to get the most to, to get most touches, but I do expect Zeke to get to get a lot of the load as well. The Patriots they love to deploy, you know, a, a, a dual running back backfield. This I, I felt like they were kind of pushed into into the, into the way that they ran things last year with Damian Harris being out with an injury. But you know, with with a healthy Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, I almost feel like you have to have a timeshare back there. Give the Eagles different looks and. You know, they're going to have to run the football in this game to hopefully to hopefully nullify that pass rush and settle things down on the on the defensive front for the Eagles because if they're allowed to just pin their ears back, it's going to be a long, long day for Mac Jones, my friend. One hundred percent. It might be a long day for the Patriots in general, Jordy. You know, when we're going <laughs> up against the Philadelphia Eagles team that was just uh, you know, a couple minutes away from winning the Super Bowl last year. Uh I mean I guess Jalen Hurts just he just didn't get the ball again. That's it was one of those kind of games, right? They just didn't get the ball back. The Chiefs did their job and, and scored last and, and that was it. But uh this is a tough matchup, right? The Pats are I think last time I at last checked before we started recording, they were four point home underdogs to the Eagles. I think Sportsbook Wire announced this line at three and a half uh a few days ago. So the line has moved in the Eagles' favor, which and and I think this line is kind of being kind to the Patriots. I think the Patriots get a lot of love for being at home. Bill Belichick, Foxborough, that whole the mystique there. I think they get respect for that, but I, I don't know if it's really valid anymore, honestly. Uh, <laughs> my take on this, and I'm probably just being a worried fan, feels like a horrible matchup with Jalen Hurts, right? Because he's developed into one of these Josh Allen type of quarterbacks that can just crush you with his arm and legs, and you don't really know if he's going to run or pass, and the Patriots struggle with that kind of thing. The Patriots' biggest strength is their defense, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Pats struggles with Hurts and his mobility at times in this game. And then the Patriots just, uh, we talked about the offensive line. They just don't appear ready at all. They don't appear to have the continuity continuity on the offensive line to deal with the Eagles' defensive front. Right? I, I, how is Mac Jones sleeping right now, Jordy, when he's thinking about Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and Josh Sweat from last year, watching film from last year, and then... Oh, yeah, they added Jalen Carter in the draft. Somehow that guy fell to number nine for the Eagles. It's a gift. It's a gift for them if he can if he can keep his head on straight and not have off the field problems. But just doesn't feel like a great matchup. I think I think the spread should be closer to a touchdown, honestly. I think the Patriots are going to lose by double digits. That's kind of where my gut is. So, But I think you're kind of maybe a little bit on the other side of this, maybe. So why don't you talk me into it? How, how can the Patriots win this game? So I will say this: I think Mac Jones is sleeping, sleeping like a baby these days with <laughs> Zappy Mania in the yeah, dirt, and obviously Bill yeah. O'Brien is this new offensive coordinator. Yeah, so the, he's at least making improvements there. All the people he hates are gone. Yeah, so he's he's loving that. <laughs> Definitely loving that. And look, everything you just said is right on point, Ryan. I'm not going to I'm not going to refute any of it. It's right on point on paper. The Eagles are the far more talented football team, and they should beat the Patriots. But you know what, Ron? This is the first game of the regular season. And on paper, it just doesn't pan out ever. True. Especially 
especially when we're dealing with a team that's coming off a Super Bowl loss. And this is this is a thing called a Super Bowl hangover, and it's not. And this is not a coincidence or anything like that. This is this is for real, and I'm going to prove why it's for real, right here. So you had the 2022 Bengals, right? They they were coming off of a Super Bowl loss, loss to the Steelers in Week One. The 2021 Chiefs barely beat the Browns, 33-29, then went on to lose four of their next six games. 2022 Niners. Loss versus the Cardinals, week one, 2024. 2019 Rams barely beat a bad Carolina Panthers team and went 3-3 three and three to start the season. And last but not least, the 2018 Patriots beat the Texans by a touchdown and lost the next two games to the Jags and the Lions. So for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, these teams, these teams that are coming down from Super Bowls, obviously the Patriots won their Super Bowl, but you, or sorry, no, they lost to the Eagles beforehand. But these teams that are coming, that, that are coming off of Super Bowl losses, I don't know what it is. They just, they just don't play that well. They don't play that well, and a lot of times they lose the very first game. And I just feel like this, this is this game right here. It just kind of has, it has that upset feeling. It has the upset feeling. Okay, Tom Brady's going to be in town. Yeah, Tom Brady's yeah. going to be in here. Yeah, the GOAT, man. The ore of the GOAT's going to be here. And I just – I feel like with Bill O'Brien overtaking the Patriots' offense, this this Patriots team, I feel like they have a lot to prove. And I think they're going to come into this game highly motivated. And it's a team nobody believes in. I mean, the Eagles, they should beat the brakes off of them. You're right. They should beat them by double-digit points. They really should. But the Patriots' defense is very tough, man. I don't care how talented a team is. This Patriots team is a tough out. They're going to be a tough out. They might not make the playoffs. You know, they might not. They, they, they might not. Hell, I don't even know if they'll match what they did last season. We'll see. The AFC East division is that damn tough this year. So we will see. But I feel like this is a team that will come into this game very motivated. They have the Tom Brady or or around them. And obviously, they'll be at home at Gillette Stadium. Bill O'Brien calling the offense. And they're going to try to make up for a terrible 2022 season. This is an opportunity for Mac Jones to go in here, shut up the haters, knock off another former Alabama quarterback, and prove without a shadow of a doubt that he's the guy in New England. And I think he's going to do that. I'm taking the New England Patriots in a huge upset, 24-20 at home. Patriots, let's go. I love you, man. You're already making me feel better about the game. I love, I love that you came with stats. You were ready. You were ready to back up your argument, and that is, that is great. The only, the only thing I have to push back against is the Tom Brady factor, the unicorn, Tom Brady being <laughs> in the building. Now, I'm not yelling at you about this because I know you haven't written this, but I have seen people actually writing this in, like, in articles and on social media that, that the Patriots will be inspired by the presence of Tom Brady, that Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are going to put even more effort and dedication into this ball game because Tom Brady's in the building. They don't want to let Tom Brady down, and they want to they want to ride that whatever whatever that take is, and that's why the Patriots will win. And I just I just wanted to smash my head through the wall when I read stuff like that, Jordy. Right, like the fact that Tom Brady's presence is going to inspire Belichick and Mac Jones to be better than they normally are just makes me want to throw my laptop off the roof and then jump after it. You know what I mean? Like it is just. Wow, uh, that just got me going a little bit. So yeah, I don't believe in the Tom Brady unicorn. Although I'm kind of excited to see him in the in the stadium, sitting next to Kraft and and watching the game and seeing his facial expressions. That could be kind of fun. 
Maybe he'll just strap yeah, it up I, and go out there and play in the second half if we suck. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> I actually, actually wonder if he'll actually talk to the team before the game. No, no, that would be pretty cool, right? That'd be cool. Do you think Belichick would allow that? Probably not. No, probably. But not. we can hope, Ryan. Yeah, we, we can, can hope. Hey, please put it on. Uh, put it, put it on video if it happens. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I mean, you know, Michigan University of Michigan would let Tom do that, but I don't know about the Patriots. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried about this ball game, but you you kind of got me feeling a little bit better about it. So your your pick is you're not only taking the points, you would you would take the money line of the Patriots. I would. I'm taking the Patriots, man. I just I feel like, you know, coming off of a Super Bowl loss, there's just there's so much, there's so many expectations for this Eagles team. And they've never dealt with this before, especially yep. Jalen Hurts. You know, he was a guy that kind of he kind of came on strong late last season and you know, not not necessarily a Super Bowl pick for people, and for them to for them to go on go on the run if they were able to is really impressive. But this year is changed. You know, they're they're the team that's being chased. Jalen Hurts is the guy coming in here with all of these expectations, and I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to fall off a cliff and not live up to expectations. I think he's a fantastic quarterback, and I think he's going to have a long and prosperous career in the NFL. I just feel like this being Week one of the regular season, is it's a bit of a trap game. Yep. You're going in here against the tough Patriots defense that I feel like are, I, I think I think the Patriots, I think they're going to get some pressure on them, and I think they're going to make Jalen Hurts commit some big mistakes and, and some turnovers. And obviously I expect after this game for Jalen Hurts to improve and pick himself up and to get better and the Eagles to be an even bigger threat down the road. But this Sunday, I feel like this game, I think it belongs to the Patriots. I mean, I do I – do. Agree with that take, though. Like, it's better to get this team week one than week six. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that 100%. So so we'll see. I mean, again, the the unicorn stuff with Tom Brady and, and, and just the Foxborough thing, Belichick and Foxborough, the Patriots at home. I mean, the Pats are eight and nine at home since 2021. I mean, we have a losing record at home since 2021. So I, I don't – so people picking the Patriots because of the, uh, you know – mythical stuff like that I just don't I don't agree with that but Jordy I actually I actually like your take you actually had like hard evidence behind it you did mention Tom Brady but I'm not going to yell at you about that you weren't really talking about unicorns you were talking about actual factual trends on why you're taking the Patriots so you know if you uh if you're feeling it you could back Jordy I don't I think I'm scared I think I'm not touching this game with a 10-foot pole I'm a little scared of the Eagles but uh Jordy I do feel better about the game now so I always appreciate appreciate you my man Oh yeah, of course, man. I'm 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 here to bring some hope. Now, obviously, if they get the if they get the brakes beat off of them, I'm, I might have a different take next week against <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> hey, man, we got we got a football game to cover this weekend. Can't wait, man. I can't wait. I know you're ready. It's, it's back, man. I'm so excited. I'm hyped, and let's go, man. It'll be fun. Yeah. So to all the listeners, we appreciate you. We'll be back weekly here throughout the season. So check back in. Uh, For Jordy McElroy, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Catch you next week. 